Amen. Feel free to preach today. <laughs> Good morning. I want to welcome you this morning. I remember growing up, Mother's Day, we had the newest mother, the mother with most kids, and the one, uh, the oldest mother, and, um, and it, uh, it has changed a lot. But as we celebrate mothers, we want to recognize all the ladies, all the women that have poured into the lives of others. There's mothers in the house of Zion and in this house that maybe don't have biological children, but they got spiritual kids. And uh, we honor them. I, I've got a passage. Um, you might have heard of this passage before, but I'd like to share a little bit out of Proverbs. Um, God is not silent with respect to family. God is not silent. In fact, if you look back at it in the creation account, God says it's not good for man to be alone. And it says he put him in a deep sleep, the first anesthetic administered by the great physician. And he removed, I find this interesting because the man was created out of dust, but the woman was created out of a rib. And God put the man to sleep, and it says he took out a rib, put the flesh over it, and then he formed and he created a woman. And the man woke up, and he goes, whoa, man. And, and he says, she is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, and we are one. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. I find sometimes in today's day and age, we almost make things a competition. Instead of complimenting, we compete. And we fight for territory, and we fight for turf, and we fight for this. And, we, and instead of that, God says, I've designed the family. And each part plays a part. And this morning, while we're celebrating mothers, I want to honor and I want to recognize and say the part and the importance of mothers in this house. And quite frankly, the importance of mothers in our communities, in our cities, in our province, in our nation. The attack, one of the greatest attacks the enemy has had is on the family. If you, again, if you look in the scriptures, you find when, when, when the kings of some of the nations found out that a deliverer was born, and, and, and in the time of Moses, Moses, ever, all the children were, were, were killed that the Pharaoh could get a hold of, of the Hebrew children. When Jesus was born, Herod heard about this deliverer and he wanted to to annihilate and to stop that so they put out an edict to kill all the children the attack on the family is not something new it has been for ever since we have seen the, the history and the recorded history there's been an attack on the family and the kingdom of god 
God says, no, I value family. I value fathers. I value mothers. I value children. And this morning, we're going to take a few minutes, and, and we're going to just look at it in the book of Proverbs, and I want to just take a few minutes, and I want to applaud the women and the mothers in this house. Amen? You good for that? You know, wisdom, the voice of wisdom is referred to as she. The voice of wisdom in the Bible is referred to as she. There's something that a woman brings to a conversation that is wisdom. I know I had many conversations with Winona and she would say something and it was like, She'd pick up on stuff that I just, just went right by me. And there was a wisdom that she had. And sometimes they refer to it as woman's intuition. Pay attention to those things. There's value. There's value. In Hebrews, uh, Hebrews, in Proverbs, I'm at, Two different ends of the Bible. Proverbs 1, when Solomon is writing this book in the first number of verses, he talks about wisdom and instruction and getting understanding. And in verse 8, he says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Don't forsake your mother's teaching. They're a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. Now some of this I want to encourage mothers and some of this I want to, to pull out from you the value that you have. You are a teacher. It's not the school system that teaches our children. You teach your children. The school system helps and comes alongside, but you are the teacher of your children. You are the main influence. You are the main influence to your children. I want to encourage you. We want to stand alongside you and support you in that. Don't pass on the responsibility of training and teaching to someone else. You as your mother and as the father, but in this instance as the mother, take that responsibility and teach your children. Teach them love. Teach them discernment. Teach them how to read a room. Teach them how to answer. Teach them how to serve. Teach them how to love. Teach them how to fight. Because if you don't teach them how to fight, someone else will. Come on. Teach them how to complement and not compete. Teach them how to be a part of a team. 
So in, in Proverbs 1, the beginning of the book of Proverbs, the writer Solomon says, listen, don't forsake the teaching of your mother. In chapter 2, Solomon's writing again, and he's addressing this to his child. And he says, my son, if you receive my instructions and treasure, uh, receive my words and treasure my commandments. And he continues and it says, it's going to be wisdom to you. Then you'll discern the fear of the Lord. And when he talks about wisdom, he says, she speaks. What I find interesting, I've been reading the book of Proverbs a fair bit lately. And I find two main voices in the book of Proverbs. A voice of wisdom and the voice of the harlot or the, the woman that, that leads people astray. And they actually say very similar words as they start. So teach Instruct and speak life into your children. It starts in Proverbs, and then if you continue through, we get to the end, and I want to spend a few minutes in Proverbs 31. I want to talk about the virtuous woman. I want to celebrate you mothers. You're strong. You're strong. I've heard, I've heard jokes about the man being the head of the house, but it's the woman, she's the neck, and the neck turns the head. She's the crown. There's power, there's strength, there's influence from a mother. And I, I, we've got 21 verses that I want to read that is a description. It's a biblical description, a biblical writing, and we know that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's God-breathed. This isn't just somebody sitting down going, I'm going to write a bunch of stuff. This is God using the pen and putting the words in there, even though it may have come from the man. There was influence in the breathing of God in those verses. When you read the scripture, you'll find the influence of the Holy Spirit. You might see the personality of the writer, but you also hear the testament of God and the virtue of God and the character of God coming through this. God honors mothers. And in verse 10 of Proverbs 31, men, write these verses down. An excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it's still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. 
She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hands to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teachings of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her, her works praise her in the gates. What a description of an amazing woman. This is not an impossibility list. This is not you'll never get there. This is a list of traits, of characteristics, of tendencies that women and mothers bring and are. I, I, I once remember a young family. They got married, a husband and a wife. They got married, and they had a child. And within the first week, and I'm not kidding when I say this, within the first week of them having a child, she goes to the husband and says, we need to move. We need to find a better place. Some of these things just happen. Have you, have you ever experienced that? You, you walk into something and all of a sudden you're, these things just happen? That's not just happening. What it is, it's actually God working with you, God giving you thoughts, giving you ideas, God giving you words. So today as we celebrate and as we honor you, you women, I want to encourage you to walk in the gift, walk in the beauty of being who you are, and you would be amazed at how God will use you without you even expecting it or planning it. Don't be afraid to speak what God gives you. I want to I go over this list of verses here. I've written them down. I wrote down a bunch of thoughts. First of all, in verse 10, there's value. She's worth more than jewels. One other version says she's worth more than rubies. A virtuous woman is a valuable, precious person. Husbands, you need to learn how to compliment your wives. Now, either the women could say amen or the men could have said, all right, I'll, so I'll, I'll do it again. Husbands, you need to learn how to compliment your wives. 
If, if you actually look at the word, when, when God created Eve, it says he made a helpmate. And if you look at that word, that word has been misconstrued quite a bit. And sometimes we have made that word as they are my servant. Actually, if you look at that word, it actually, one of the connotations of being a helper is being a protector. My wife protected me. Wives protect their husbands because sometimes we do not do things that are very smart. And the women, you know, I remember when Ona would sometimes look at me and go, what were you thinking? And it was like, duh, nothing. She's trustworthy. In verse 11, it says that the heart of the husband trusts in her and he has no lack of gain. Not only does he trust in her, but the woman and the mother and the wife brings value and brings prosperity into the house. This is, this passage, I know it's Mother's Day. I think we need to celebrate this 365 other days of the week of the week, of the year. Sometimes we get into a habit of celebrating something only on the day that it's recognized. I was thinking this morning, maybe we should have a Mother's Day like in September. Just to say, you know what, let's, why do we have to do it on Mother's Day? Can't we celebrate every other day of the year? What I find amazing is when we, we look at how God functions, he doesn't function by picking out one. He functions by making us one of another. It's not about going home and say, did you see what he said? It's about going home and recognizing the value of each other. Every joint supplying in verse 3, I thought this was, or verse 12, does him good. That's a powerful statement. The husband trusts the wife and she does him good. There is a peace that accompanies the pleasure and the treasure of knowing that you're going to be taken care of. Today's society is very much me-centric. Have you seen that? It's me-centric. It's all about me. The kingdom of God is not all about me. The kingdom of God is all about us and about him. It's about one another. What I'm sharing with you this morning goes against so much of what we hear in today's media in social postings in the influencers of the day this is how no this is how the kingdom of god operates we operate based on the kingdom rule and the kingdom domain and the instructions of a king this this last fall i had the privilege of of going to um, qatar and there was a few people we talked to that were locals when we were in Qatar. 
And Qatar is ruled by a king. And as we were talking with these people, some of them worked in Qatar, and we asked them what was going to happen as time moved on, and the common, it was not unusual to hear them say, whatever the king wants. And they lived with a mindset that they were in a kingdom, and although they were individuals and part of the the whole society, whatever the king wanted is what would happen. In the kingdom of God, whatever the king wants is what happens. He does not consult me. And, and so in here, when we, when we look at these things, this is a description of a kingdom picture of a virtuous woman. Industrious. She looks for wool and flax, and she works with her hands. She sees ahead. Um, she, in verse 14, I kind of laughed at this one. She's like the merchant ships, and I thought of Amazon. But how many times does a mother see something before everybody else in the household sees something? And says, no, we got to chart this out and we've got to figure this out. And, and, and the picture is, and I'm not talking about all the cartons and all the packages you get delivered, but there's an aspect of uh, stability and looking ahead that a woman, a mother brings to the household. Before Amazon, there was the mother. She gets up early. She provides for her household and she provides for her maidens. She evaluates. It says she considers a field. This is not in competition with the husband. This is in complementing together with the husband. She considers a field. She looks at something and God has given her the ability to discern and to see something and recognize value or not recognize value and say, no, that's not worth it. I see this. I think sometimes we segregate the roles of a husband and a wife. And I know there's aspects of a husband and there's aspects of a mother, uh, a husband and a wife, and they're different. God has made us physiologically different. But that's not to compete with each other. That's to complement each other. She's strong. She stays up late. She knows her value. In verse 18, it says that her lamp does not go out and she senses that her gain is good. Doesn't have a self-esteem problem. She senses that her gain is good. She's vulnerable. She stretches out. Every time you stretch, you become vulnerable. Every time you reach, what happens is you go from a place of protection to a place of stretching and you get exposed and you become vulnerable and sometimes that's why we don't do things because we want to, we, we protect ourselves and a mother goes no I'm going to reach and I'm going to stretch and I'm going to help those in need 
And in doing that, there's a vulnerability, there's a calculation, there's a discernment and an awareness of, yes, I might be exposing, but I want to help. I see a need. I'm going to help and I'm going to fix it or do what I can to help that need. This, what a beautiful picture God paints of a mother, of a virtuous woman. She's not worried about the weather. This week, she's not worried about the heat. December, she's not worried about the snow. It doesn't mean she doesn't see it and she's aware of it. She has plans. She knows what's going to happen. She's not. How many times do you find, if you're not careful, you become reactionary? Instead of responding? A reaction quite often is out of a defensive position, whereas a response is very much out of a confident or even an offensive a place of strength of awareness. I have found that there are times when I become reactionary, and what I have found is my reactions are like they're all over the place. But I found when I have a response, I have a purpose, I have a thought, I have an idea. And here the picture is of a virtuous woman that she's not going to be reacting, she's going to be responding. Practice the skill of a response. She's clothed, she has peace, she's not worried about those things. She's an un sung hero it says the husband is has a reputation why does the husband have a reputation at the gates at the places of influence it's because of his wife what do they say behind every successful man is a woman that has done everything to get him there she's an unsung hero i mean I'm preaching the paint off the walls. Men, you should be like, yeah, yeah, way to go, honey. You're awesome. Or maybe you're just saving that for the ride home. Okay. She manufactures and she sells. Are you taking notes there, Jared? I see you nodding your head, so that's a good sign. That's a good sign. In agreement. All right. If not, we'll talk later. She manufactures clothes and linens, and she sells them. This is an amazing woman. In today's day and age, we're all about fighting for our place, fighting for recognition, fighting for this matters, this person, this thing, this, this. But in God's kingdom, he says, you're in this together. You're part of a family. Celebrate each other, encourage each other, and see what each other can do together. You know you can do accomplish more when there's two of you than when you're by yourself. She speaks with wisdom. A virtuous woman is worth listening to. There's one guy who's got a ding, ding, ding going. Um, Her children call her blessed, and her husband does too. I'm so thankful for my mom. 
I'm so thankful for my mom. I have a couple moms. I've got three. I've got my mom, my mother-in-law, and then I got my mother-in-law's twin. I've got, I got, I got like, they're, they're watching, but I'm so thankful for them. And you know what I have found? Is all they want is the best for me. Uh, Pastor Nelson says, right, because sometimes it's, it's detrimental to what he'd like because I get defended. The girls, the girls would always laugh and they go, well, you've got mom, but we've got dad. But I tell you, sometimes mom pulls the weight. In verse 29, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. A virtuous woman cannot be compared. I want to celebrate you women. Your value is uncalculable. You bring so much. You are so valuable. You hold things together. You see things. You're aware of things. You know the minutia of how the family and the flow. You understand when one child is suffering, you understand that and you see another one and you, you understand, you see those things and, and you hold it together. You bring it together. Your value excels the value of anybody else. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. We started by in the chapter 1 going listen to the teaching of your mother and the value of that. And here at the end of the book he's saying charm is beautiful and, and beauty is deceitful but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Your wisdom, your strength, your influence your power doesn't come from reading magazines. It comes from fearing God. It comes from honoring the king. It comes from understanding and saying, I want to know how the kingdom works. I want to know how this functions and how this flows. What does the king want? And the last thing it says, give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So I want to close by praising all of you ladies here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You put up with so much and yet you love more I want to say thank you and 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 in closing if you if you could stand I I, I'd like to to close and what I'd like to do is men if you're with a your wife I'd like you as we pray this prayer to speak it over your wife or over your mother, over your daughter, over, over a woman that you know of influence. So if you could stand. And we're going to honor the women. 
Actually, what I'd like to do is maybe, this, this might be a little awkward, but guys, guys, could you come forward? The men come forward. Just, just stand here, and we're going to turn around, and we're going to face the women, and we're going to bless them. So if I could have the men come forward... Blessing is powerful. So what I'd like you to do, men, is stretch out your hand towards the women, and I'll, I'll pray this prayer, and at the end you can say amen, which means so be it. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you grace. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, women, for being so amazing.